0: So we ask ourselves, will our actions echo across the centuries? All right, this is the Longhouse Podcast. We finally decided on a name. I am Pine. And this is Buddy, buddy. you wanna tell us about yourself? uh
1: sure uh I guess you guess everyone's called me buddy uh, uh don't really have much of a background that I'm willing to talk about some of the some of the things I've done that might give i don't know validation to anything I say is uh definitely lived in the mountains of New Hampshire for a while, had a lot of experience with that, and uh I did a little bit of law enforcement work that I absolutely uh hated. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's about it
0: yeah so i guess i'll go into my background i am you yeah, i don't know i guess my fake name on the internet is pine but i background wise i've grown up in a northern state i uh, have a lot of experience with cold weather been in the marine corps for a couple of years gone to a bunch of different training things been to mountain warfare training, mountain communications, uh done different stuff. Been out of the country, uh done some stuff in Africa and yeah, so I guess any I guess everything on the internet you should take with a grain of salt, but I have some some background to uh kind of back what I say. So we were originally going to do uh some cold weather Packing considerations stuff, but we are going to save that for next week because I'm going on a trip this weekend, and it's going to be cold and wet out. So I'll have some very recent, relevant experience to uh, have fresh in my mind. So this episode, we're just going to talk about some spooky stories we've we've had, like encounters in the woods and whatnot. Um, like both of us on Instagram have shared stuff in the past with like previous accounts and whatnot of different uh, spooky occurrences and encounters that we've had. And people kept asking us for more. And then as soon as we brought up that we were going to do a spooky stories episode, everyone kind (laughs) of was, was beating their dicks in their chest asking for one. So we'll just go and do it. Um, So you have a pretty interesting story happened in the furnaces.
1: Yeah. So after after we lived in New Hampshire, which uh, the thing about New Hampshire was you know, we had wood burning stoves, we had no no connection to a power grid, and we got our water from a well. Blah blah blah. It was it was pretty backwoods, man. And you know, we got pretty used to the woods. And when we moved when we moved to Kentucky, it was a little bit more suburban than than the mountains of New Hampshire, and you know, it was a little bit hard to adjust, so I kind of found myself hanging out with people who wanted to uh, be out in the woods more and and hunted and stuff. And which hunting in Kentucky versus New Hampshire is is totally different. A lot of people use use blinds and stuff because you can't really move around with all the dead leaves. Whereas in New Hampshire, it's just pine needles, and you can walk around freely without making too much noise. Yeah. But uh, ended up finding an abandoned. An abandoned town they used to call Paradise, Kentucky, and it. And from what I understand, it was it was it was settled in in the nineteenth century by some by some uh, people who were doing work with with iron, and there were there were two large iron furnaces out there, which to this day are the only real remnants of of Paradise, Kentucky. And uh, I, I can go ahead and just say because you can Google paradise kentucky and find out exactly where it was and and where i used to live but thankfully i don't live there anymore i thought i was you know never gonna escape that place
0: is it kind of a shithole there
1: uh compared to where i live now man if if i could go back if i could move back there versus here i'd rather live there but it it was it's just one of those towns you know where you not even really a town but tri-county area where you either worked in the coal mines sold drugs or were addicted to drugs uh, did all three of that or joined the military and got the hell out hey and uh, you know at the time I was I was I was too young to be uh, really considering that I, I was probably about uh, 16, 17 at the time and uh, so anyway we would, oh, you we were would go like out 16 there. when this story happened yeah oh yeah, fuck 16 <laughs> actually
0: I thought you were like yeah. in your 20s
1: no uh <laughs> no in the uh, in the original uh, uh, green text version of this I definitely uh there's a lot of stuff that I I changed or embellished or whatever but with this I think I'm just going to want to stick straight to the point there there was a lot of stuff that I changed uh, to make it seem like I needed to take my medicine or whatever <laughs> or I uh, made it seem like like, I didn't want people to say, take your medicine, you know what I mean? No, don't but, take uh,
0: your schizo-meds, I'll, I'll go away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... So, anyway, there, I'd go out there with a buddy of mine. Uh, I'll just call him Brandon. It's just the first name that pops up. And, uh... We would go out there, and we would... You could, you could have guns out there and stuff, because it was... It was public at the time. And people hunted there a lot. But... You know, at us at when when you're not in season is a pretty good place to go shoot. And so we would camp out there a lot. And um, you know, one night we were out there, and we had actually set up camp in the furnaces. And this was back when you know you could get segas and stuff really really cheap. And he had a converted 545 Sega, and I had a uh, what I what I wanted to tell myself it was like a AK one oh three clone, but it really wasn't. It was just all bolt on trigger guard and stuff. Based. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's like the long Sega gas tube and all that stuff. But it was a it was a good rifle and I miss it a lot. But we would go out there and shoot and LARP around and, and camp out for a few days at a time.
0: Dude, you're way cooler at sixteen than I was.
1: <laughs> uh man, dude that's the thing though, is I my dad would always watch history channel and I got sucked into it. And then I got into like military surplus and all that. Cause I thought it was cool. And, uh, and it eventually led me to like really like Soviet surplus shit. And... Yeah. But, yeah. I, I was just and like got... a
0: kid that played guitar and like wanted to join the Marine Corps. So all my, <laughs> like me being 16 was just like being in the music scene. I, I didn't, I didn't own any guns. I started shooting when I was pretty young and I bought, I bought an AR when I was 18, but being 16, oh, like yeah. knowing about Soviet surplus and having segas and shit, that's that's way above my level.
1: Yeah, and the thing about segas back in the day too, it wasn't like this. This they were like supposed to be like I don't know in America trash guns or whatever. They're like oh 300, 500 dollars for a gun when like my Bushmaster was seven, eight hundred dollars or whatever. Like, that gun can't be good, right? Yeah and plus no one was no one was buying them because they didn't know that they were made on like AK 100 series receivers and that they could be fully converted. And no one wanted to really do the work anyway because it involves welding for a full conversion, so Yeah, plus like a base but, uh, Sega
0: that you can get here is like fucking ugly, like with the Monte Carlo stock and then the the gross handguard and all that.
1: Yeah. I've actually still got my Monte Carlo stock from my first Sega. <laughs> but anyway,
0: <laughs> the the furnace story.
1: Yeah, so and we, you know we're, we're out there camping and stuff and nobody uh nobody had really been out there like there wasn't signs that people had been out there i mean there were there were like on the road in there were trail cameras facing like like not at the entrance like you would normally see they were facing towards where people were going and uh normally they would they would have them facing it so they could kind of like get a count of how many people are going out there and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. and they were just they were facing towards the the furnace area, which I mean, it's all very it's a very green area. It I don't know how many acres it is because everything's you know bigger when you when you're younger. Yeah. And that sense of wonder gets to you, but it was it was definitely a cool spot, man. And like we were we were out there, and we noticed that there, an area where there was normally a lot of signs of wildlife activity like especially deer they're just I mean there were, there was still some like you'd find droppings here and there but there were definitely no game trails there were definitely no bedding areas and um, uh, excuse me it's my claw yeah the, the claw burp but uh, the claw <laughs> but man we were we were camping and I I remember waking up and my fucking ears just ringing and feeling concussed and he's he's just he's just shooting, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is this guy doing and he lets off like three rounds and so let me kind of rewind a little bit. You've got furnace a and B, and they're tall cylindrical like furnaces they're and they're made out of stone and shit, and the top of it's uncovered, and there's just a hole like an oval shaped hole to get into it and uh, literally east of that is uh the second furnace and the second furnace is very dilapidated and it 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 almost looks like if you uh cut a water bottle diagonally you know it's just yeah and uh so he's he's shooting and i can see like the sparks in the second furnace and i'm i'm thinking to myself like you know, we don't have targets over there, we haven't shot over there ever. Is this dude just you know, why, mag why is, dumping
0: into a building?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. like, dude, straight up, my first thought was, like, this dude, like, fucking drank beer and, and decided, like, hey, we're gonna fucking tear down the other furnace, finally. <laughs> like, that's genuinely my thought, and then I noticed he only let off three rounds, and and like, I, I like, yell at him, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he just stone-cold calm, like, just telling me to shut the fuck up and just watch and a little little story about Brandon is this is back from this is he's he's he came back from his first deployment probably I don't know three four maybe maybe a month before we actually went out camping and uh, you know I wanted to do something to help him kind of readjust to to being back to you know civilian life because again my dad grew up watching I grew up like with my dad watching the history channel and stuff and there's all kinds of episodes about, like, you know, soldiers coming back and having a hard time. And I didn't want to have that to happen to my buddy, you know? Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. We'll, we'll go on a camping trip. And uh, uh, just seeing him be calm about whatever he's shooting at. And I'm thinking, like, you know, because it's fucking – it's – it's Western Kentucky, right? Like, what is the worst thing out there? Like, I grew like it. It would make sense if we were in New Hampshire again. He's blasting off rounds at a fucking bear or something. Coming right. to Camp, but here there's not. I mean, there's not really a lot of bears in Western Kentucky. I mean, there's been hearsay about whether there is or not, and uh, I mean we you. There's no game trail, camera footage of them or anything. So it's just all hunter embellishment. Of oh a bear tore down my camp like dude you got drunk and you don't want your wife to be pissed off at you shut up but so going back he's done shooting he's telling me to shut the fuck up my rifle is leaned up against the side of the furnace and stuff and so I'm getting ready to go grab it and he tells me like hey grab your rifle leave everything else and we're going to just kind of try to head to the truck, right? And so we end up I end up grabbing a little bit more than just my rifle, but cuz I didn't I didn't think anything bad was going on. I thought maybe, you know, he's trying to tear this shit down or he's killing a deer. Oh, like we'll he's... be
0: back in a couple minutes to grab
1: our stuff. Yeah. Like I thought it was like normal but like Well, not normal. Like I thought he was off the goop. Like I I thought he was like PTSD off the goop or some shit. So we grab. I grab some of my shit and my rifle, and he's like, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you to run, and you're just going to run. And you might hear shooting, but I'll be, like, right behind you. I'm like, this is starting to get fucking weird, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to end up getting shot or something if he's having, like, a fucking mental breakdown, right?
0: Yeah. And, Charlie's uh, in the trees, man.
1: I swear to God, dude, that's what I thought. <laughs> and So... I'm running I hear him shooting in the same area. I can still see you know the steel cores fucking up this thing and sending sparks off the concrete and uh I look back and I see like this weird ass like i don't know look like a a mangy fucking cat or like a big mangy cat on but on hind legs like and so I like cougar
0: size look- kind
1: of thing. Like, mountain lion, yeah. Like, big. Okay. And so... it kind of scares the shit out of me, and I don't like getting scared, because... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like You grow up in the mountains enough, and you kind of don't like being scared about shit in the woods anymore. And, you know, as I'm running, I'm trying to think, like, you know, what the fuck is going on? Is that, a, like, a little baby deer that... Some poacher fucked up is you know and I end up running like faster and as I'm running I hear like this this fucking loud like yell like humanoid yell like a high pitch yell makes me, like a scream okay <laughs> and so that makes me run fucking faster and I look behind me and I see Brandon running behind me and stuff so I think everything's Gucci and uh, I only caught two glimpses of it like cuz there's not really much else that happens but like after he starts running cuz I'm thinking like he it screams so he hit it we're fine like whatever the fuck it is whatever Kentucky fucking hybrid is in the goddamn woods right now we're (laughs) alright and so like we make it back to the truck And I'm just throwing my shit in. I'm throwing my body in. He's like still fucking yelling at me saying, hurry the fuck up, hurry the fuck up. And as I get in the truck and look back to where we're at, I can see this again, like pale skin looking thing on all fours this time, just chilling. And, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, if he hit it, where's the blood? And I remember thinking that like super fast like, okay, there that thing is again where it, you know, where'd he hit it? Right. And before I can even like really let my eyes focus, because it's it's still fucking nighttime, but like, you can see this thing from the moonlight because of how pale it is. I guess I could say. <laughs> that was
0: just me out there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was just, that was just you. <laughs>
0: me when I don't, uh when I'm wearing a shirt like all summer doing shit in the field and then I take it off to take a shower I'm like six shades lighter on my stomach than my hands
1: <laughs> and uh so anyway we make it back and as we're leaving two game warden trucks are flying down the road past us as we're going past them and they're not running like 33 traffic or anything There's they have none of their emergency equipment on but they're flying and uh so... are you sure
0: that it was game wardens or could it just be like other people fucking around
1: green F-150s with uh, with the Tennessee Wild, with the uh, Kentucky Wildlife Management stamp on it. Yeah,
0: uh, that's, that's a pretty good indication that it's probably game wardens.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I'm a little like low-key freaking out because I'm like, this dude's like poaching or something. Because like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on, man. Like, I saw a thing that could be anything and it made like a really crazy... Scream that I've never heard before.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I mean that's fuck. Like one of my stories has a scream like that in, included, but so I, I know what you're, what you're yeah.
1: thinking. But but so, some, like we could. So we're we're camping. There's no fucking deer or anything. There's no real evidence of deer being there anymore. And this isn't one of those like oh it got. I smelt smelled the smell and the, all the all the all the fucking birds got quiet. Like, just the, the smell was normal. Okay, like there were just no more game trails out there where there normally were, and there was just no evidence of deer like there normally was. Yeah, and, indicating
0: like they're going to a different area, and not taking that route anymore.
1: Yeah, and so, and all I have to go off of is is the scream and what I saw, and. You know, I, I ended up asking him about it. You know, because he used to camp out there a lot, and he was like, "Man, just it is what it is. <laughs> just don't go back out there, and shit." And now I'm, and like this is before, this is before like scary stories. This is before like I was a commando on K, reading Skinwalker stories or whatever. And so you know, I start like looking stuff up and calling the game like the the game wardens and stuff and seeing what the fuck was going on mm-hmm. and, uh, what it actually was. And I was, I'm really, cause I was going to go solo camp that shit a week before he had gotten home. And what it is, is there was a, uh, a couple mountain lions out there that were like diseased or whatever. Maybe like they had, they were thinking they had mange and stuff and they have been trying to get them on, on, uh, on trail camera. So that they could get additional funding. For okay. Their, for their little game board yeah. thing. Yeah. So what it ended up being is really fucking weird because Brandon knew that mountain lions existed out there, and a bunch of other people knew about it, but no one said anything about it. It's kind of like how how it is where I currently live, where people know that there's elk here, but there there's no reason why they should be. Like there's tons of trail camera footage of it, but your wildlife resources dudes aren't talking about it because they don't want to spook hunters. They don't want you know sh- people stop doing what they're doing. Right. They think they're on top of it, but you know if I did, it's weird to think that if I didn't go with him, I would have I would 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 have been stalked by some diseased fucking mountain lion and probably killed.
0: So if it's running on its hind legs, and I mean. I don't. I don't know if you said it here um, or if it was in the original uh, story, but you said like it was in the trees and stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And so, like talking about it now, like it's it's hard to really because with the green text version of it, um, it was easier to like remember stuff. Because with with incidents like that, you really only remember like the highlight reels yeah. off the rip and the highlight reel for me was, you know, the Sparks, it's standing up or what I perceived to be it standing up and, uh, and all that. But I, I'm pretty sure we were being stalked by it all day just because, you know, whenever there's a predator around things tend to get quiet, things tend to leave and all yeah. that. And you, and, A lot of people have it like you you'll feel like you're being hunted or watched or whatever and it's usually fucking right and
0: that's the that's the weird thing about that is like not to not to interrupt the story but to because i was thinking about that the other day um just thinking about it but it's weird how connected things are like you know, if, 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 if you're hunting and you see something, you're supposed to look at it with your peripherals. And my dad was telling me, like, one time he was hunting and he was bow hunting. He was in a tree stand. And uh, he was sitting there looking off in one direction and he saw movement in the other direction, like, kind of in his peripherals. So he was looking without moving or anything. didn't even move his eyes. He was just kind of looking through his peripherals and could see that it was a deer. And the deer was sitting yeah. down, like, just eating off the ground. And he turns his eyes to look at it doesn't even turn his body head, nothing literally turns his eyes and he said he was probably like 40 40 meters away from it up in a tree and this deer was you know down kind of turned away from it to where it wasn't you know it's in like in his direct line and yeah. as soon as my dad my dad's eyes locked onto this deer it stopped what it was doing brought his head up and looked directly at him and he was like in his head like how the fuck did this thing know that I I was looking at it and it's it's crazy how like you get that feeling oh yeah something's watching me and sure as shit something's watching you. it might not be a predator it could just be you know a raccoon or something out there but it's it's weird how that works
1: yeah and that's deer are fucking uh, I don't even want to get started on deer I fucking hate deer (laughs) they fuck those bastards like so in New, in New Hampshire, right? There aren't that that many fucking deer. There's just there's a lot more bear to be harvested than there are deer. And deer will fucking kill you and then act like nothing happened. Like there are tons of accounts of deer just walking around with kids' as fucking like a kid's body on it on their on their rack, like for days. Like decomposition, the decomposition the decomposition of the kid's body will show that he's been dead on this rack of antlers for weeks, even. Jesus. And, uh, deer are fucking stupid. And I feel like that's probably where some of the the deer man lore comes from, because deer (laughs) have been known to posture on their hind legs. And deer will absolutely fucking kill you. Yeah. I mean, deer are kind of
0: fucked, but... So,
1: like, too long didn't listen, right? Out in the woods with Buddy... Who just got back from deployment think he's having like a PTSD attack. Turns out he knows that there's mountain lions in this area wh- where there's not just there's just not supposed to be mountain lions. And you know the the game wardens know that there's mountain lions. The and I bring that up because it's close it off like <laughs> yeah. close the fucking area off, dude. Like what? But I don't know. That that was definitely freakier. Than, than anything, just cause like, like, I know I was stalked all day.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's honestly now the worst I part was about stalked it. All day, like yeah. I would
1: rather be a fucking skinwalker and I got out, but like, mountain lion are way more common than fucking skinwalkers are. <laughs> yeah. It's like that shit's like scary as fuck. Like that could really fucking happen to you.
0: Yeah, honestly. So, all right, I'll tell one of my stories. um This is from going to mountain Com mountain communications it's a course that the marine corps That's offers nice. for uh because i'm in communications for communications marines who uh learn more about like how the different um basically because like with antenna theory there's a lot of stuff and with different frequency ranges the waves do different things so basically when you're in the mountains you're using like world war one world war two technology with radios and the waves bounce so that's what you kind of you got to use in the mountains and in, in shitty terrain and to shoot you know long distance um you know your your long your long comm shots um but and yeah i'd be, I'd be shooting com far um like all joking aside there was one time where i did it was like 370 something miles
1: that's fucking insane
0: with just and and and, i mean you go through the basics of like how to make these antennas because you got to make everything it's not like like yeah the radio that does these um these uh like wave ranges or uh sorry like the megahertz ranges um it, they they come with an antenna obviously but that's only good for like i don't know maybe 10 miles um if if the com gods are blessing you but to do you know crazy stuff in the mountains long range all that you need to have like antennas that you make out of just wire and uh you'll, you'll pre-make them and then wrap them around like a piece of cardboard or whatever hike through yep. the mountains set them up like do your radio checks take them back down and keep moving um, it's super, it's like the fundamentals of calm. Like I explain it. If like a normal handheld radio with VHF or UHF is like your big lighter, HF and these comms are like your ferro rod. It's very like primitive to the point, but if you know how to do it, it's going to work every time. Um, so I went to this course a couple of years ago and it's in the winter and so we go out, and uh, for our, like, practical application portion, there we go up in the mountains for four days. And so the base of Bridgeport is tiny. It's, like, a little tiny speck in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. And it's all public land when you go out there. And do they find, uh, like, Native American um, fossils and shit out there, like arrowheads, arrowheads? They'll find carvings on trees that are from like, hundreds of years ago, like, this, the, the, it's fucking ancient woods, um, and they're very heavily protected, too, so there's not, like, a whole lot of logging and shit going on out there, so, and you can tell, too, like, if you're in the woods, like, it feels different, um, than, like, younger woods, as weird as that sounds, but.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's on that, it's on that esoteric shit, but, so anyway, we're up in these mountains, and and we had set up our, our bivouac area, so we had like a big circle, and dude, there's like so much snow up there, like there's times where you'll go up there and in these winter courses, and you're walking along the tops of trees because of how much snow is up there. That's like insane. Like the top, you know, there's like four feet of the top of like a pine tree, and you're just, you're just walking along it, um, and there wasn't that much snow when we went up there, like, you know, we weren't looking at the tops of trees, but if if you went off of um, if you went off of the roads or whatever, you were mm-hmm. you were sinking like in f- a couple feet of snow. Um, we had to wear snowshoes, so we get to this area and we set up a circle um, and we just pack down all the snow so we have like a path that you don't need snowshoes to walk around in. And then there's tents, and then we have one main tent in the middle. Um was kind of it was kind of like at the top of the circle, so there's one main tent. Um, that we had our little, our little COC in. So um, during the day, we would have like one, one, uh, one squad would be out doing like a land nav course, one would be doing another course. And then the third squad is, is back like, you know, at the COC, taking in all the information, reading the maps and communicating back. So behind the little, uh, the little tent was our instructor's tent. So we had uh, three or four instructors. And so um it was our it was our night to do the the watch at night, so you go into this little or you know you go into like the bigger tent um it's really not that big it's like a very small yurt size. I think it's designed to hold like maybe six dudes and then there's a mm-hmm. spot in the middle where there's a hole in the top where you could have a like a wood burning stove and whatnot but its designed where you can put cots inside of it so it's it's spacious but it's not like huge um so we get woken up in our tent. There was four dudes per tent, and so I volunteered to take watch, and then another guy from my tent was taking watch with me as one-hour watches. So we get woken up, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you guys got watch in a couple minutes." So we get out of our bags and and grab our shit and go up to the go up to the tent, <clears throat> and they do like a you know, just, a Hey, this is where the radio is. You know, this is like the handoff kind of thing. So we're sitting there and I tell the dude next to me, I'm like, Hey, you can, uh, you know, you you can just go to sleep. Cause he was, he was a lot newer. And at this point I had already been in like, you know, four years. Um, so I've done countless fucking watches and I can stay up all night and it doesn't really bother me. Um, so I tell this guy, I'm like, Hey man, you can just go to sleep. Because all we were doing was sitting there listening to the radio for weird weather reports or if somebody <clears throat> from range control is trying to get a hold of one of our instructors. Right. So I'm just sitting there. And we don't have phones up there. You don't even have service if you did have your phone. So I'm literally just sitting there staring at the wall. And uh, so while I'm up there, I it sounds like something's like walking past the tent, like away from our instructor's tents toward... kind of like the some of the other students tents and then the woods Um, and I figured it was just an instructor getting up to go take a piss or something and this was like five or ten minutes into our watch. Um, I know it was a little bit longer but it wasn't it wasn't that long so we're hanging out I hear it I'm like okay it's probably an instructor. Um, It didn't dawn on me until toward the end of the watch that I never heard the, I never heard the footsteps return I never heard, heard their tents open like nothing and the next day I asked one of them I was like did any of you guys like get up in the middle of the night they're like nope whatever it's not really a big deal it's just kind of creepy um, and there's so like all the snow is packed down around too and there's like a lot of foot travel around that area during the day so you wouldn't be able to tell if something was anyway walking through there so
1: right.
0: it gets to be about uh like 10 minutes before we're going to, we're going to switch off watches. So I wake up the guy that I'm with and I tell him, I'm like, Hey, stay here, stay awake. I'm going to go wake up the next guys, take a piss, get in the sleeping bag. And then when they come up, um, you can, you can go head down there. He goes, okay, sounds good. So he wakes up, I leave the tent, go walk, wake up the next guys and kind of by our, um, tent was the area that you could go to use, like our little, our little bathroom, our little head, and uh, you were pretty much standing on the like crest of this hill, like the top of this hill, kind of looking down, and there was a bucket that you would put these bags in. They're called wag bags, and you'd shit in them, or you can just piss off the side of the hill. So when you're when you're standing there doing your business, you look down, and it's kind of like a snowy lane that runs down, and then trees on both sides, and it probably went down for. 70 meters and then there was another tree line. So I'm standing up there and I'm taking a piss and it's like dead fucking silent out there. Um, and it was snowy out, but it was, it was like that weird, it's not weird, but it was like that snow where it's crusty on top and then powdery underneath. So as mm-hmm. soon as you, you know, the the snow is like hard and you can kind of walk on some spots and it'll hold you up. But then when you break in, like all that shit just gets in your shoes and boots and stuff. But, um, so I'm standing up there taking, taking a leak and I hear people whispering and I don't, I I'm like, okay, whatever. It's probably the guys that were, that I'm waking up. But I realized that the sound was coming from in front of me and there's no fucking doubt that that sound was coming from in front of me because I heard somebody make noise behind me uh, from, you know, a couple tents away. And so I could, I could, differentiate where the noises were coming from clearly um so sound wasn't traveling any weird way and it basically sounded like you know how like you can whisper to somebody loudly and you're you're talking in like your normal volume but it's it's like a whisper it sounded like there was groups of people talking like that back and forth across the two trees like across that lane like people on both tree lines and it almost sounded like, if you've ever watched a show Lost, whenever there's, like, the, like the fucking ghost whispers before weird shit happens, yeah. dude, it sounded just like that. Fuck um, okay. that. Yeah, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, what in the fuck? And I'm, like, listening, and I'm like, okay, I don't like that. Like, something about it was very unsettling. Um, and I wasn't tired at all. Like, I wasn't obviously I wasn't drunk out there like fucking hitting the shrooms out there um I, I so I was just I was like listening and I couldn't make out any words I couldn't make out anything it just literally sounded like people were whispering back and forth so I still had quite a bit of pee left in me and I, I like pushed to get it out like as hard as I could I was like but, yeah it was It was seriously like I was I was in like a time it was like time crisis, but for pee. Like, I was trying to fucking beat the <laughs> clock. And I was just pushing so hard to get all the pee out, like, risking shitting my pants because of how hard I'm pushing. I finished, like, don't even shake. I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. Throw out my pants, go back, get get my sleeping bag and, and go to sleep. And then the next morning, I was bullshitting with one of the dudes that, um, he was in the tent that had watched before me, and uh, he was one of the guys that had watched, and like, the whole time we were out there, we were telling each other stories about, like, cryptids and, and shit like that, so I knew that he was more open to, like, weird shit that happens, and I, I saw him, and, because everybody was eating breakfast and stuff, like, they're little shitty cold MREs, and I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, and we just start kind of talking, I'm like, dude, last night, I I heard some, some weird shit by the, uh, by the bucket, and he go he, like, looks at me kind of weird, and he goes, I think I did too when I went to take a piss because he, he woke us up and then he went and took a piss and then when I woke up the next group of dudes like I did the same thing and uh, so we were there you know an hour apart and he like looks at me and he goes did it sound like people were like whispering in the woods I was like yeah it fucking sounded like people were whispering in the damn woods and he he just like shook his head he's like yeah these woods kind of freak me the fuck out and we just left it at that never that was it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, yeah, dude, fuck this place.
0: Yeah, honestly, but yeah, that's that's my creepy, creepy Bridgeport story. Um, we can wrap it up on that. We got some Bigfoot stories, but we'll save that for a later time. Uh, I guess we can we can do like a special once we get a thousand listens, or or not a thousand, but like yeah. ten thousand listens or whatever. Because we've already gotten over a thousand, but if we get ten thousand listens, we'll do a Bigfoot story. Because we we each have one, they're both pretty good. Uh, mine was it, it got a little big around my area for a little bit, but it's it's pretty good. It's a good story of wholesome friendship and more loud screams in the woods, like you heard.
1: Yeah, dude, the uh, the New Hampshire story is pretty cool too. Because my Anna Woods, New Hampshire Bigfoot story, because you can actually go on Google Maps and see the the area where the trees were removed from the logging site, and from that you can be like, okay, that actually wasn't a full outfit. They didn't actually get to finish because of how how little of an area we actually got to get to.
0: Yeah, no, that's it's, it's something. Like, I mean, that's that's the thing too with all this stuff. Like, <clears throat> when you're out in the woods, I mean, I definitely think that I have like a sense, a sense and, uh, or like a heightened, heightened sense of, of awareness and everything. Cause I mean, day to day I have not necessarily hearing problems, but I mean, I, I have tinnitus. I can't, if if you talk kind of quietly, I can't hear very well, but dude, out in the woods, right. it's, there's something about it. Like I pick up everything out there and it's just, you're out there and, and not to get, I don't know, I guess weirder Whatever, But you can, you get senses, I would say, that you don't have normal day-to-day. And I definitely think that there's something where when you're out in, in public all the time and you're in like a city environment and there's so much stuff going on and there's so much of a, of a sensory overload just from all the noises and sights and lights and everything that yep. you start to, your body like suppresses a lot of that. So when you're out in the woods and everything's in its natural state, you kind of regain those things. I mean, you basically become just like autistic when you go out in the woods. You just yeah, have you
1: definitely, you definitely return to some sort of sub subconscious.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's like we were saying too, like when you, when you can hear yourself being, or when you can, you can sense that you're being watched and that's a natural, that's like a natural sense. Um, It's definitely non, I would I would say that it's a non-physical sense, but I mean there's there's weird studies out there too that that have been done where they've done experiments on on like plants and they found that um plants will react to hearing you talk differently so there's there's uh-huh. one experience or uh, one experiment where yeah. this like Japanese dude had set up a couple of different um jars of of water and there was rice in it to grow and in the first one he would say, he just wouldn't say anything. Uh, in the second one, he would say, you know, thank you. And he would say nice things to it. And then in the fourth one or the third one, I mean, he would just say like mean Fuck things. You rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fuck you rice. Fuck you rice, man. But he would just, <laughs> he would just, you know, say mean things to it. And the, the first jar of rice just grew normally like it was supposed to. The second one, actually started to give off like a really pleasant smell and ferment and stuff and it, and it grew like very nice and then the the last one started to just go rotten and moldy and it's, I mean, obviously with any sort of fucking poo-poo pee-pee science experiment, you can only take so much of it as is, is real, but I mean, I've watched, I've I've gotten into like that weird rabbit hole when it's 3am and you need to be in work in a couple hours and you're just on that weird part of uh-huh. YouTube and I've just watched. And it's kind of like a
1: they did that test with plants and music too. So. Yeah. Water too. Yeah.
0: But no, it's, it's weird. And I mean, when like there's, there's definitely weird experiences. I mean, another quick one from my cousin, um, he's like my, my cousin's husband, you know, so he's married in, but he was, so all my, my dad and then my, uncle on my mom's side and then his daughter's husband this guy they would all go hunting and there there'd be sometimes a couple more of them but they go out in the woods that I go out and and camp in and shoot and hike and all that stuff like all the time but uh they used to go out there and anyway this guy does not go out there anymore and he doesn't do drugs at the time he didn't even drink i don't even know if he drinks now to be honest um right. but he refuses to go back out there and go hunting because he was out there one time and he was walking around and uh, he was walking back to the to the camp and he started to kind of get like, okay, I'm, this is kind of weird. Like, I, I think I saw this before. Like, I think I've been here before. Uh, things kind of started to stand out as familiar to him and he felt like he, he might have been getting turned around, but he was still calm about it. And he's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to look around, kind of regain my bearing and, and, you know, go from there. I probably just wasn't paying attention. And he just starts looking around and he said that he heard a voice like whisper right in his ear that just said, get out of here. And he jumped out of his fucking skin and just ran back to camp and he refuses to go hunting. And like, this dude isn't, isn't someone who just makes shit up. Right. Like there's some people where you talk to them and you're like, yeah, I don't trust the fucking word that this dude says. But, yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that's bullshit. Like just this, like everything else you said. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this dude is so full of shit. It's pouring out of his fucking eyeballs. But, <laughs> uh, no, this guy isn't, I mean, he's not like that. And so there's, there's definitely weird things. I mean, I've gone camping alone and gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, this is, this, something's not right out here. I mean, even just hiking, like, cause where I grew up, my parents live, um, right behind, like, a small patch of woods, um, but, I I mean, I've gone hiking in there and stuff during the day and at night, and, you know how, if you're in a pool, you'll hit, like, the warm spot, <laughs> this is, this yeah. is almost like that, where you're, like, walking, and you just hit a spot, and it's, you're just, like, I shouldn't be here, like, this isn't good, and I don't, I can't explain it, like, I'm so comfortable in the woods, it isn't even funny, and, I mean, whether you just keep walking and you're fine, or you you take off running, or what. But then eventually you get to a certain point, and you're like, all right, you know, I'm, like everything feels fine again.
1: Yeah, it's definitely damp it by like average life that everyone leads because you, you're just on autopilot all the time, on Auto, autopilot driving to work, autopilot at work. There's, mm-hmm. but you you know, when you get away from that, it's than else man
0: yeah I mean that's the other thing too like you said just going on autopilot every day I mean I'll I have kind of a longer commute to work 40 minutes to a little over an Save. hour depending on the traffic but I mean there's times where I'll get to work and I'll be walking around and I'm like you know what I do not remember driving here he
1: yeah, did uh, fuck am I even alive Is this? Yeah.
0: Do I still need to wake up and it, do I still need to wake up and get ready for work and make that drive again? Cause that's gonna fucking suck. Is this a dream?
1: I'm <laughs> gonna be so mad. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> if I gotta
0: do this again.
1: I'm fucking calling out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean... If this if this gets you know a thousand, we'll probably we'll probably hit up the cold weather stuff and then pump out a a bigfoot yeah so next week one, cause the I know my New Hampshire story is gonna take up like 25 to 30 minutes
0: yeah I mean my story it can I can make it go in like 15 but um yeah so next week we're gonna be doing cold weather um cold weather packing considerations stuff like that um I mean both of us have been in pretty cold climates um I mean right now as a we talk like it's snowing outside my window going camping this week and I've gone camping before negative four degrees and you know been under a tarp and stuff and and all that so I I have some experience
1: with this podcast what's that it'll be a really cool podcast because you'll be able to speak speak on like the uh I think the military aspect of it
0: Yeah, I mean, military and personal, like, I've gone to the field on field ops in February and stuff with military gear that, you know, sleeping bags that are rated for 30 degrees and you're sleeping in 10 degrees,
1: but... Yeah, because all all my cold weather stuff is just going to be personal and bushcraft stuff. Yeah. no, I mean, mean, which is all pretty much the same.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, when you're cold, you're cold. It doesn't matter if you're Mm -hmm. on a LARP field op for the military, you're on a LARP field op for you and your fucking boys hanging out but um i like guess just it's a the field yeah yeah the field is the field man um but i guess i'll just go into real quick the the name behind the podcast that we chose um so we chose the name the long house and before we were we were like okay what, what should we call this like we're gonna put out this podcast and we're like i don't know fucking name it hyperborean goobers we'll we'll change the name and uh so we did but the I guess my reason for, for picking the name is that the Longhouse in, uh, like an ancient, it's in a lot of different cultures, but I resonate pretty highly with ancient, um, like European history and their traditions and all that. And, uh, so the Longhouse in, in ancient, like Northern European, um, significance is that it was a place where people would, would gather and share knowledge and feast and kind of, talk and and all that, so I mean that's yeah basically what we're doing here the the only difference is i c i could i could download like a ten hour video or a sound clip of a fire cackling crackling and put it in the background and we can we can have real fucking cozy hours on the podcast
1: that'd be dope we but should do that for story hour
0: honestly yeah um but yeah I mean when we originally made this we i remember i even said like you know i guess if I guess if we get over twenty listens we'll uh, we'll do a second episode and after a couple hours we had gotten like two hundred and surpassed over a thousand. So that was on Spotify. Um I'm currently not able to upload to Spotify anymore. We've we've reached the limit for the first two episodes. Is uh, insane. The first one that me and you did and then the, the second one that I did with uh Romanian Commissar. That one's a little bit longer, but we we go into a lot of shit. Um so yeah, right now we're on Spreaker and it's another app. Um and a website, and we're on Spotify. So if you want to as well, you can go on the Spreaker website, and it's in the link tree in both of our bios. I I just actually changed my name on Instagram again because I do that fairly often, but I changed it to coniferous underscore origins. Um, are you still... What's your name?
1: Uh, V-V-A-F-F-E-N.
0: Yeah. Waffen, but to trick the, uh, the fucking... The auto algorithm. search stuff, yeah, the algorithm. Um, so, yeah, we both have link tree, the link tree on our uh, profiles. You can click it. You can click the uh, Spotify podcast, the Spreaker, and uh, I have a shitty playlist that I made on uh, Spotify and decided to put it in the link tree because I can do whatever the fuck I want.
1: But yeah, I think what's next up is better mics and. And better quality. I mean, if if it if it keeps the same traction, it'll definitely just keep getting better.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing too. Is like we don't we don't want to invest a whole bunch of money into a setup for something that was gonna get 20 listens. Um, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with just getting 20 listens, and that's cool. Um, and if it helps you know, like you even said, if it if it even helps one of our friends, uh, it's completely worth it. But if if it's something that we're gonna end up doing regularly and we get a lot of feedback and good and bad. Um, then we'll, we'll upgrade our mics, and I'm gonna work on Cubase because I mean, before this, we we spent like an hour with me trying to figure out fucking Cubase to try to yeah. have separate audio tracks for us so I can adjust our volumes to be the same. But yeah, we'll work on that. Um, sound quality is gonna get better. We made an intro. Um, we have a logo being worked on as we speak by. Uh, a pretty good friend of mine online. Um, so once that gets out, we give him we give him some credit and all that, and put it up. Then we'll keep going, try to get better. So you got any? Good
1: so far, though.
0: Oh yeah, I mean so far, I mean I've gotten all all positive feedback, and it's it's pretty cool to uh, you know have have a product that you're putting out. You know, not trying to make money off of it or anything in that sense, but just something that we're Creating and our knowledge and in you know our short short scope of knowledge and what we know and what we've done and uh, putting it out there and hearing people say good things about it, so it's pretty rewarding. I mean, even if even if we just had you know those those twenty listeners all say good things, then it would be it would be content for me to absolutely put up a couple more episodes. So, but yeah, I got nothing left of you.
1: No, that's it, Yeah. But-